All right, live from Studio 6B on a Monday night, getting a brand new week started. Glad you're in. Glad you're a part of the show. Big D riding solo tonight. No Slick Rick, no Rick Delgado. They may make an appearance at some point in the two hours, but right now, Big D riding solo. Aaron and Harry on the highway holding it down. Good to see Harry on the highway spinning the music tonight. Aaron, of course, holding it down on the big board. Friends off tonight. So glad you had a, uh, hope you had a good weekend. Glad you're a part of the show as always. Lots to cover in two hours. Could probably do three hours tonight. Uh, lots to do. We'll get into uh, what's going on in our country. Uh, make sure you visit us over at livefromstudio6b.com. Make sure you sign up to be a member, 10% off coupon for just doing that. Go check out the website, livefromstudio6b.com. Great stuff over there. New stuff coming almost every day, every couple days. Great new designs uh, over there, livefromstudio6b.com. So check it out. Uh, make sure you follow us on all our social media as well. Uh, So it was a busy weekend, obviously, if you were paying attention to what was going on out there. And um, Jack Smith is on the move with other things. We've actually had a first ruling from the judge. Now, see, this is why this is why the judge is under full attack already. And this is why they're trying to uh, trying to get this case moved, trying to say she, she needs to recuse herself. She's under she's under attack from everybody, uh, the mainstream media and all the talking heads of the Democrat Party. All of their, all of the mob bosses, little um, uh, talking heads are out there. Eileen Cannon's got to go because now she's already ruled against the government once already. We found that out today. Um, and Jack Smith is already seemingly playing games as he brings this case. She sets a date for the speedy trial, and now he, all of a sudden he no that's no 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 let's see if we can push this off. Jack Smith says now he wants it moved from. Uh, August or whatever, October 13th, I think she said it for. Well, now he wants it set for December. Well, you brought the case. And you, uh, you're the one who's, you're trying to get this in before the election. Obviously, we all understand why. The full court presses on to put the final nail in the coffin of Trump. We all get that. Mr. Delgado, how are you? I am good. How are you? How is your um, whatever you were doing? It was great. Took some nice pictures, I'm assuming. Yes, I did, and I avoided the big bus. Okay, you got seen big senior ball deal or whatever they call it now, right? Yes. Over at your house? Yep. All right, very good. Kids got all dressed up and everything? Oh, looking dapper. Oh, very good. Uh, so Jack Smith brings the case, and now he wants to, and she sets the thing, and he says, well, no, 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 how about December? What, <laughs> what, what are you not ready? What's, what's the games with this? Now, now he's all, and he's also asked for. He's also asked the judge to rule that Trump is not allowed that the the former president. Let me refer to him that way. Is not allowed to see the evidence of what classified information they're talking about. Like it's that top secret. Like he, he was the end all (laughs) be all, pal. I mean, I know he knows this. But this is the kind of games that are already being played. So, so, so you're saying is that the classified information that he supposedly had in his possession that he shouldn't have had, but he was looking at and had in his possession for well over a year and a half, he's now not allowed to look at. Well, I, I guess hmm. I, I don't know, but I guess this classified information procedures act, I believe, is what it's called in this filing that Jack Smith uh 
put out. And it's this filing he put, he sent to the judge says protective orders issued under Section 3 of the CIPA, which is this class, Classification Information Protection Act, generally sets forth rules for all parties governing the use and storage of classified information. For example... They generally require cleared defense counsel to sign a memorandum of understanding, agree to review or discuss classified evidence only in a sensitive compartmented information facility or a SCIF, and refrain from discussing the classified information with anyone not included in the order, sometimes including the defendant himself. So I read that as Jack Smith thinks that the former president of the United States doesn't need to see the classified documents, the ones he allegedly was holding at Mar-a-Lago. Right, that he declassified, I guess. That seemingly was in his possession. So does Jack Smith think that right. he didn't see them in his possession? <laughs> he doesn't know what's on them? Or because maybe he's afraid to, to see that, hey, maybe, uh, maybe this stuff really isn't that important. Maybe it was... Uh, some old stuff that was basically declassified at this point. Hmm. That could be a reason. I'm not sure. So he files a motion to continue the trial date from August to December 11th. He wants it pushed out. So you're, you're already seeing games being played on that side. What you've, you've got also going on is what uh, in DC is the January, um, the January 6th election case that they're going to bring, obviously, as well. There's a piece in CNN today. Exclusive, it says. Special counsel trades immunity for fake elector testimony as January 6th probe heats up. And if you read that headline, if you, you have to stop after the two words fake elector, and you say, well, what are, the, what are those? Nobody knows. There's no such thing as fake electors, fake elector testimony, but this is the language they use. Right. And of course, this is the special counsel once again playing hardball, strong arming um, to, get, to get testimony as, again, the full court press is on to get Trump. But um, so we, we're going to try to get to all of that tonight. We'll get to... Um, Great piece in The Federalist tonight by Margot Cleveland, who really has done some great reporting on all this Hunter Biden, Joe Biden bribery. IRS whistleblower emails suggest David Weiss misled Congress in letter claiming charging authority. So the question is, again, who knew what, when, and who's lying? Because clearly somebody is lying. It's either David Weiss or it's Merrick Garland. Kevin McCarthy says today they're going to start impeachment proceedings. By July, whatever, 4th or 5th or 6th or something on Merrick Garland. And I mean, that's okay, okay, fine, fine. It's a lot, a, lot of, a lot of strong talk, a lot of strong letters, a lot of strong videos being put out from all of these people on the right. But do we want to see something happen? So um, we'll get to all of that. But let's just briefly talk about this Russia situation. And I'll start by saying, clearly, I'm about the least informed person to really talk about this in a way that, that's going to be understandable, because I don't even understand it, the parties involved. But what I do understand is it's, it just seems like continuously when these things happen, 
all the talking heads and everybody seems to, they just seem to find the most, um, I don't know, what do you, it's like the easiest answer is always the answer. Right. And it's never that easy. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's never that easy. It just seems like every person I listen to talk about this. It says for sure what happened when in reality, we, we have no idea what's happening here. This is like theater. What is theater? What is reality? We have no idea. Russia's default position is to lie. And it just seems very easy to write this off as kind of betrayal. When you talk about two people, Putin and this, this guy, whatever his name is, Seemingly knowing each other for 30 years. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> well, I pronounce it. Prigozhin. Pr- 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 yeah, something like that. <laughs> I'm really um, good with Russian names, too. Don't worry. Yeah, right. Uh, all I know is mostly they fall out of windows. That's <laughs> right, all I know. exactly. But he, they've known each other for three decades, from yeah. what I can contend. But there's a broader point here. Uh, Jack K- K- Cahill today. The Democrats and the media prove once again their flexibility on Russia. And you think back to the, the Obama administration and, of course, March of 2012, Obama's meeting with outgoing President um, Dmitry Medvedev in Korea when that hot mic picked him up saying, it's important for him to uh, give me space. This is my last election. After my election, I have more flexibility. Remember that. That was oh yeah, Obama's message, of course, to um, to Vladimir. Vladimir, tell Vlad, no problem. We'll be able to do what he wants as soon as I get through this. That's basically what he said. I did throw out a theory Saturday. Uh, I think it was Saturday morning. You know, because where did you throw this out of a window? Oh yeah, out of a window, just like uh, you know, other Russians have been tossed um, about this whole thing, and it's basically. Then I threw it out on Twitter. Uh, my theory was, and I don't know if you caught it, you probably didn't because you don't watch my, what I post. No. For the most part, that's a good thing. Uh, if mercenaries fight for the highest bidder, which is what the Wagner group is, right? They're, basic, they're basically Russia's version of Blackwater, right? They're, they're hired guns. They fight for the highest bidder. Basically, you know, they're a privatized army. So if mercenaries fight for the highest bidders, and let's face it, rubles are junk, ask yourself. What's the perfect way to deflect attention from all the crimes being committed and exposed by the Biden crime family? That was just a question. Now, when you step back and just remember that story that broke last week, I think it was the middle of the week. Oh, yeah, we found an extra six billion dollars that we over that we overestimated for Ukraine. So now we have an extra six billion dollars out there that we can spend on Ukraine. And then we find out, I think it was yesterday or earlier today. But the CIA knew all about what was going on in Russia. Now, why would they know about things that are going on in Russia? Maybe there's a back channel talking going on. Maybe they had a little influence there. Maybe the Wagner group and this guy, Prozogan, uh, decided, hey, yeah, we'll take your money and uh, we'll turn around and, and march towards Moscow. And then at the last minute go, oh, by the way, the check is cleared. Good. Now we're going to leave again. Basically fleecing the CIA of a few, probably few hundred million dollars, maybe more, and uh, taking that to Belarus, who is, who is no friend of the United States, no friend of Ukraine, uh, is very good friends with Russia. Now, why would they set up in Belarus? I don't know. 
Well, how about a strike on Kiev? That um, I wasn't going to say that out loud, but you know, it well, puts I mean, them in it's a good not, position. It's, it's not too. It's not. Uh, it's not that far of a stretch to believe that these two guys could have planned this to right. kind of weed out the non-loyal entities of the Russian military, right? To then yeah. reposition um, the Wagner Group in Belarus, and then for a strike on Kiev. I mean, that's not. Yeah, that's not totally out of the realm of possibility. All right, so I'm not crazy. No, not at all. I don't think you're crazy <laughs> at all. I, I actually find it more plausible that this is not this big, um, this idea that they were going to march on to. Um, yeah, on, on Moscow? No. But, I mean, come on. Yeah. Who believes that? Again, when you, got, when you look at these two, they've known each other for 30 years. I don't know. Yeah. It just seems to me that everybody I hear talk about this goes to just a very easy kind of. A yeah, very easy, plausible answer that's being served up on a silver platter, which most likely is never going to be the case. Yeah, they were rah rahing these guys who have been killing Ukrainians. They're like, oh, he's going to turn around and kill Russians now? Awesome. But if he kills Ukrainians, that's not good. So, so they, they don't mind the blood. It just depends on right. whose blood. Plus, you make the uh, Ukrainians overcommit, thinking that they can, you know, use the chaos to gain ground. No, I yeah. don't think so. All right, 13 past the hour, live from Studio 6B, just getting started. Lots of news to get to. Glad you're in on a Monday night. We're back right after this. Oh, it's a Harry hit. Chewing on a piece of grass, walking down the road. Tell me how long you gonna stay here, Joe. All right, 17 past the hour, live from Studio 6B on a Monday. Glad you're in, Real America's Voice. Harry on the highway, spinning the tunes. One of these entrances, we're going to actually get the whole song from the beginning. <laughs> Aaron's holding it down as well. Oh, I'm just so glad to have Harry in the house. I don't care what he plays or how it sounds. I'm just happy to have him here, as I am Aaron all the time as well. Slick Rick, I'm happy to have you here. How are you, Big D? People were a little worried that maybe Slick Rick was uh, going to miss tonight, but I know just a little late. Slick, Never. how are you? I'm in a run, but I'm here. I got stuck somewhere between Battery Park and the show, but I'm here. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> It's always the, the traffic is terrible over there. The weather's terrible too. Yeah. That's another hit. That's another story. All right, very good. Slick, yep. if you notice, I'm wearing tonight. Um, Whoa! The Let's go to the rodeo. Yeah, it's a good go looking there. blue and it's a good looking shirt. He didn't get you one, did he? Um, well, no, Slick's not going to wear these. I shirts. live in the rodeo. He, come on, like, come on. <laughs> I live. Look in at the this. Rodeo. He, this can't downgrade from what he's wearing there. So I can use the shine my shoes. <laughs> but no, Slick, you can't wear it to shine your <laughs> shoes. Come on, come on, cowboy boots. I live from Studio6B.com. Make sure you go over there, sign up for free, get a ten percent coupon. You can buy one of these yourself. Let's go to the rodeo. There's a lot of good shirts over there. I think today we released the first um, campaign shirt. Oh, yeah. Um, which was uh, Chris. <laughs> is it a Chris Christie shirt? It's just so good. It's stupid oh, how boy. good it is. It's just so good. It's stupid. I laughed at it all day long. I could. I ordered it so fast. I can't wait to get it. I may wear it five <laughs> nights in a row. Because that loud mouth is all over everything. Ah, just, I mean, it's just polling at 0%, but it just doesn't matter. If MSNBC calls, he's there. CNN calls, he's there. Sunday morning shows call, he's there. Oh, yeah. Come on. We're there. So, um, 
So yeah, Christy got the uh, the brunt of the new design. So and I good. can't wait to see it. Good. Where can yeah. we see it if we want to check it out? Well, it's on it's on the site. It's on live. What's Studio the 6 website? I'm setting you up, dude. Live from Studio Six B.com. You there can check you it out. Go. So. Uh, all right, let's do some news, yeah. then we'll do some sports. And here with the news is Rick Delgado. News is brought to you by our friends over at Early Treatment Meds. EarlyTreatmentMeds.com. What's going on, Delgado? All right. Well, uh, turning to some uh, campaign 2024 news, Damon. I don't know if you caught it. If maybe in between your workout, maybe you went online and checked out the workout of one Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Yeah. yeah. He tweeted a video on Sunday of himself doing push-ups shirtless in jeans. I don't know about that. <laughs> you see those guys at the gym sometimes working out in jeans. You kind of go, eh. Anyhow, uh, he posted this after Twitter erupted over a viral video of him doing some bench pressing. He's getting in shape for his debate, he says, with President Biden, Kennedy tweeted. Fitness gurus and conservative activists uh, praise Kennedy for his physical abilities and imposing physique. After the video of his bench pressing skills went viral, this video should inspire all men. Jason Helms, a fitness coach and owner of Any Man Fitness, says RFK looks like a tank. He is pretty jacked, actually. The White House did not respond to a a request for a push-up contest. Uh, Suddenly, I want to vote for RFK, says Ashley St. Clair of the Babylon Bee. Um, Saw RFK Jr. at Golds at Venice a couple times, always working hard. Great to see. All leaders and politicians should stay fit, said, um, let's see, the gold, uh, Saul Bra. From Gold's Gym in Venice Beach, California. Uh, he's, he, uh, the video of Kennedy on the incline bench was tweeted by Ryan Calder, a fitness coach, who clarified that the presidential candidate was bench pressing double the weight shown in the earlier sets. I was going to say, because that wasn't very heavy. He had 225s and I think 10s. So it was like about 30 to 35 pounds, depending if it was a 5 or a 10 on each side, uh, plus a 45-pound uh, bar. Listen to Mr. Gun, Mr. Guns over here. He should at least be he should at least be throwing up forty five plates on each side. But according to this guy, he said he was doing that earlier, and this was his drop down set to fifty percent. Okay, so, it's a cool offset. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Okay, so there Del you go. an expert. He that's knows. A, that's what I do. I'm just yeah. saying. He is. <laughs> what do you call it? Uh, Twitter user Eugene Marinelli noted that Calder's claims are true. Kennedy could be uh, inclined to. Uh, likely to incline bench more than 300 pounds for one rep, and he would be the first president to bench three plates while in office. His 70th birthday is coming up January 2024. And Trump today, I believe, made a comment on him saying that he supports uh, Robert F. Kennedy, and he, he says he's a good man and he's got his heart in the right place. So. Yeah. And again, you look back to their connection through, uh, through uh, JFK Jr., because uh, him and JFK Jr. and Trump were very, very tight. And he's part of Trump's new book, uh, Letters to Trump, JFK Jr. And um, I heard him give an interview and talk about JFK Jr. He was a big supporter of his, thought he would be president one day, if not yep. senator. Uh, I mean, senator one day, if not then president, whatever his aspirations are. But he was, uh, yeah, they were very, very good friends. Yeah. And he's made some nice comments about Robert F. Kennedy. Yeah, so, so I could I could see a little. Who who knows? Maybe you see a combined ticket. Who knows? What's What's also interesting about the president, former president today, is he was asked about impeachment for Merrick Garland, and he wouldn't commit that that was the right thing to do. Now I haven't heard it, so I'm not going to jump to any conclusions. I want to hear what he said, but I just saw it reported that Trump was non-committal when asked on impeachment for Merrick Garland, and I I don't know how that's possible. How can you be non-committal on Merrick Garland? Eh, 
Maybe he's waiting to see how this whole thing starts to shake out. I want to hear. Yeah, I want to hear it. So, and that was being reported by uh, John Solomon's Just the News, by the way. Well, uh, Ron DeSantis echoing Trump vows to end birthright citizenship. Like I said, the cover band is out in force, uh, and everybody's saying he sounds just like uh, President Trump. Far- well, Florida okay, Republican. That, you could you could say that. The problem yeah. is we've only got. If you want to even go with that, we've only got one cover band. And we should have eight cover bands or however many people are running on the Republican side should have a, we should have eight cover bands. And the problem is we only have one. That's the problem with this damn party. Right. Well, Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis said earlier today he vowed to eliminate birthright citizenship if elected president, adopting a key position from former President Donald Trump. Trump announced in late May that he would challenge the existing legal basis for granting citizenship to anyone born inside the country's borders, contending that the practice is based on a historical myth and a willing willingful in misinterpretation of the law by the open border advocates. DeSantis, for his part, echoed that sentiment and contended that the practice had encouraged illegal immigration. He said, and I quote, dangling the prize of citizenship to the future offspring of illegal immigrants is a major driver of illegal immigration. It's also inconsistent with the original understanding of the 14th Amendment that we will force the courts and Congress to finally address this failed policy. So both candidates have insisted the amendment has been misinterpreted. DeSantis further bemoaned the long-standing talk of ending the practice and vowed to actually follow through if elected. That coming from, again, John Solomon's Just the News. And of course, what the president faces on all of these is people are going to say, well, you, you know, you did, you, you've already, you know, you've had four years. So why didn't you end it in the first four years? So that, you know, that's what he's going to contend with when he gets on the debate stage and all of the, you know, that's what he's going to that's going to be the answer from every other candidate on all of these things right. that he's going to say, I'm going to do, I'm going to do, I'm going to do, which are all good. But the problem he has that the other ones are not going to have is they're all going to say, well, wh- you know, well, why didn't you do it? And he might be able to turn to some of those on that stage and say, because you were there trying to undermine me. Don't you remember? You never know, because you don't know if Chris Christie's going to make it that far. You don't know if uh, some of these, you know, Mike, uh, Mike Pence. If he's going to make it to the debates, depending on his, uh, the way he's polling. Well, they're going to all make it to the debates. The debate bar to make it on the debate stage is not, not that high. Uh, Ramaswamy is already definitely in. They're all going to be in the debates. All right. That's for sure. So, anything else in the news, Rick? Uh, yeah, the Department of Homeland Security, Cybersecurity, and Infrastructure Security Agency outsourced its censorship operations. See, they can't do it, so they have other people do it for them. To a nonprofit it funded following a First Amendment lawsuit by Louisiana and Missouri Attorney Generals, implicitly admitting that its censorship activities are unconstitutional, according to an interim, interim uh, staff report by the House Judiciary Committee Republicans shared with Just the News, CIA. CISA also wanted to use the Center for Internet Security, which operates a multi-state information sharing and analysis center, uh, as its mouthpiece to obfuscate its own role in the censorship, the report says. And it cites a spring 2022 meeting notes from the subcommittee on protecting uh, critical infrastructure from misinformation. That's a big story today in Just the News yes, by John is. Solomon. You should check that out. Uh, live from Studio 6B, 26 past the hour. Uncle Tick, come on, tear it down. All right, sports, when we get back right after this.
queen. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because it's funny. <laughs> a donut in the middle. <laughs> yes. All right, live from Studio 6B, 30 minutes past the hour on a Monday night. Just getting the week started. Glad you're in. Aaron on the big board. Harry on the highway spinning the tunes tonight. Good to have Harry in the house. Hi, Harry. Rick Delgado's doing the news. Time now to do some sports. And here with that is Slick Rick, Rick Amorati. Follow him on Getter Truth, Twitter, at Slick Rick Sports. Sports, of course, is brought to you by Mike Lindell. And MyPillow, we're in the home stretch here of our first promo that we've ever done on the show. Ends on July 4th, which I think is a week from tomorrow. So this is really yes. your last week. and got a week and a day to uh, get your orders in. If you've ordered from Mike Lindell, forward us the receipt. Uh, pick something out from our store, whether it's this Let's Go out to the Rodeo or the new Krispy Kreme, um, Krispy Kreme <laughs> 2024 shirt. Make or America whatever you want. Round Again. Make America Round Again. <laughs> and um, we'll send it to you for free. Just forward us the email receipt you got from my pillow showing that you used our code. And we'll, as a thank you, send you something that you want for free from our store. Slick Rick, what's going on in sports? Well, Big D, in honor of that beautiful Let's Go to the Rodeo shirt, where are we going to go? We're Let's gonna go. go to the Rodeo. Monday night. To the rodeo. <laughs> Reno Rodeo. We talked about this last week. Well, it's still rocking, wrapped up over the weekend. The Reno Livestock's Event Center. And here we go, Reno, Nevada. The all-around cowboy was Josh Frost, 10,984 smackaroos for bull riding and tie-down roping. And uh, bareback riding, the finals winner, Jayco Roper, 86 points on Flying U Rodeo's Little Red Hawk, picked up 1650. Steer wrestling, Jacob Talley, I know that name, 4.1 seconds. 1363 on the winning bucks there. And uh, here we go. Team Roping, Chris Francis and Cade Passig. 5.8 seconds, 1363. Saddle Bronc, Statler Wright, 252 points on a three-head picked up. Eight grand and eighty-eight and a half points on Bridwell Pro Radio's Indian Burn 1650. Tied roping. We have Shad Mayfield, another great name in the rodeo world. 7.8 seconds, 1450 there. Bow Racing. We have Haley Kinzel, 16.91 tenths. That was in the second round. But who won? Big D, your favorite. Brittany Posey Tenozzi. There she is, 16.7 tenths. And uh, bull riding, last but not least, the winner, Colton Kelly, 87 points on Rosser Rodeo's Sweet Justice. Boy, I'd like to see that come down soon. And uh, total payout on this rodeo, big D, 696,019 big ones. And here we go, College World Series. I was talking about it all last week. My boys from LSU doing those jello shots. Ooh, they got a beat down <laughs> last night, but I'm, I'll, I'll get into that. But right now, they're leading 6-2 to two over the Gators. Top of the fourth. Big game out in Nebraska. Men's College World Series. Game three, the rubber match. Series tied at one. Winner takes it all. And LSU looks like they got more than just a shot, that's for sure. So top of the fourth, we'll track that. Hopefully by the end of the show, that game will be over. But 6-2, they are winning. Major League Baseball, the uh, Baltimore Orioles lead the Cincinnati Reds. Reds had a nice run, 12 in a row, but I knew when they hit Atlanta, Atlanta's a good team. Atlanta beat them the last two nights, and uh, that streak came to an end on Saturday. But right now they're trailing in a rain delay, 2-1. to one. Who knows? It could be all downhill from there. The Mets, though, lead the Brewers 1-0 in the middle of the fifth. The Twins and Braves nodded at one. 
one in the bottom of the fifth. Top of the second, Tigers and Rangers also nodded at one. White Sox, Angels, Nationals, Mariners, 9.38, 9.40 p.m. first pitch, respectively. Get over to a couple of quick stories. Here we go. Well, LSU baseball suffers historic loss to Florida in 2023 College World Series final game two. This is Cokie Riley of the Lafayette Daily Advertiser. Little hometown cooking for LSU, as you could tell. Omaha, Nebraska. There will be a game three on Monday, as I just said. LSU baseball has lost its second game at the 2023 College World Series, getting smashed. Ready for this one, guys? 24-4, to if you didn't see that, by Floridian game two of this College World Series final on Sunday. The Tigers took an early 3-1 to lead through two innings, but Florida exploded after that, scoring 23, count them, 23 unanswered runs to put the game well out of reach. Well, they was out of reach. Florida's 24 runs were the most runs by any team has ever scored in a college single game at the World Series. LSU failed miserably in all three phases of the game. The Tigers committed five errors and allowed eight unearned runs. Jordan Thompson committed two of them, leading to Florida's five runs. Uh, so LSU's offense also scuffled from the third inning on, stranding 13 runners on base and recording just three hits after the second. But I don't know how you come up with 24 runs, no matter how you slice it. So, uh, But we'll see how that goes. They're up 6-2 to two right now. And one last one, Big D. Fox NFL broadcaster Carissa Thompson reveals details of home burglary. These were professionals. This is Dylan Gwynn of Breitbart. Fox and Amazon NFL broadcaster Carissa Thompson recently spoke about the emotional reaction she had while watching her home get burglarized on her cell phone. This is what happens these days, right? Tom Thompson discussed the experience on our podcast, Calm Down, which she co-hosted with fellow Fox broadcaster Aaron Andros, two phenomenal women in sports. Thompson, who was not at home when the burglary occurred, watched the intrusion via security cameras linked to her cell phone. I was at the ranch, Thompson said. I got a text message in the morning that said my front door in L.A. had been, you know, the alarm went off at 12.15 at night. And I was like, that's weird. So I checked my cameras. And sure enough, two guys running out of my front door, bags in their hands. And I immediately started bawling. And this feeling in my stomach of like holy bleep I've just been robbed and now it's panic of like trying to check the other cameras the angles and expedite this and expedite the specifics I'm quoting uh, this is a quote uh, Thompson believes the thieves entered the property by scaling a 15 wall security fence these were professionals Thomas Thompson explained they knew uh, exactly how much time they had they were only in there for four minutes they can take all that stuff but the thing they took to me took from me the most valuable is my sense of security and that's not something I can go claim on an insurance form so Krista Thompson experiencing quite a burglary. Anybody who's been through that, that's hell on earth, man, to deal with that. People, you know, going into your home and really just, you know, violating you. And uh, that's a wrap in sports. Big day. Got plenty else coming up in the next few segments. All right, Slick Rick, very good. 36 past the hour on a Monday. Glad you're in. Real America's Voice live from Studio 6B. Let's do the, um, let's do the Is This English, Aaron. Let's pull that up. (laughs) Is This English for the day? I I used this for Is This English, but this clip has actually got a lot of attention for for what they, I guess, determined Biden said. The only thing that I could make out that was English in this. But let's just, uh, let's see what you guys think. Roll that. I was just thinking, uh, uh, anyway, (laughs) I started off without you. And I sold a lot of state secrets and a lot of very important things that we shared. That was pretty clear to me. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the first half, I was like, this is the perfect, uh, what is he, who's he talking to? What the hell is he saying? Uh, he's, he's start, he's and then he blurts the out, I sold, I sold a bunch of state secrets, and I guess, 
I, I guess we should all go, ha, 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 good one. But given what this guy's, I mean, did he do it on your burner phone? Yeah. Did you did you sell the state's, state secrets? Sold a lot of state secrets, Joe says. In the middle of what he's in the middle of right now, that we find out he's got a burner phone that he used to communicate with anyone all over the world that was paid for by his son's company. And probably written off on those taxes he didn't file. Well, according along with the hookers. Yeah, according to uh, according to the tax records, three hundred bucks a month for Joe Biden's world phone. It's a world phone. You can reach anybody anywhere in the world. Yeah, and if Congress hasn't subpoenaed those records by tonight, I don't know what I don't really know what to say. I mean, I, I you know what I'm saying. Whatever the whatever they have to go through to get them subpoenaed. I mean, that's got if that's not on their radar for like immediately. Um, I mean, I don't know what could, what, what could be more important than to get those records. I mean, what could be yeah. more important than getting those records to see the whole web here, right. who he was talking to, how often? Yeah, especially when you're starting to find out. Oh, the, and I think it was James Comer was talking to, was he talking to Maria Bartiromo over the weekend? He about, usually is. About way more money than you've already heard about. Like way more money. Like, there's money from countries they haven't even touched on yet. And more money from China that they haven't touched upon yet. So many wires. And, man, oh, man, I think Joe Biden's got a little bit of a problem. That's why I said, you know, when, when I showed up and you said, hey, what's going on? I said, I, I missed the bus. The bus that they're getting ready to push Joe Biden under. Because all the placards on this bus contain CNN, MSNBC, ABC, NBC, you name it. The mainstream media is now asking questions. Why? Because they know he's damaged. They can't hide it anymore. So they better get on board because they got to get ready for the next one. They're going to try and sell you. They'll tell you a little bit of truth and then just set you up for the big lie they want to tell you later. Well, it's interesting that you say that because um, in what my part? scouring around <laughs> for things to read and try to be knowledgeable on what's going on in the world, I came across David Catrone's new piece, and is, it is entitled just that. Was last week the beginning of the end for Joe Biden? The most ominous sign involves the behavior of who? Of the corporate media. And he says something changed last week inside the Beltway that suggests the people who run the Democratic Party are now realizing that President President Biden's tenure in office is not sustainable beyond 2024. The tell was not, however, the latest revelation by IRS whistleblowers about his corrupt administration. It was instead... The sudden awakening of the White House press corps. The same reporters who snored through more than two years of preposterous claims by press secretary Karine Jean-Pierre simultaneously woke up on Friday. And we played this clip. Correspondents from media outlets of CNN, CBS, NBC, and even the New York Times aggressively questioned Jean-Pierre about the metastasizing Hunter Biden scandals. This wasn't spontaneous. The word has gone out that the regime change is coming. 
Thus, the news, quote-unquote, outlets that usually repeat Biden's claim that he and his son never discuss Hunter's business dealings actually reported the testimony of IRS whistleblowers who alleged political interference in their Hunter Biden investigation. CBS, for example, ran an unusually honest story (laughs) about the whistleblowers that prominently included full transcripts of their testimony before the House Ways and Means Committee. The committee released the transcripts after it was announced the Hunter Biden had agreed to a plea deal to misdemeanor tax charges. The two IRS whistleblowers testified that he committed felony tax evasion. There isn't the slightest possibility that CBS or any of the media outlets noted above would have run a story like this even just a year ago. Nor would any member of the corporate media have pressed Attorney General Merrick Garland aggressively enough uh, for him to angrily characterize legitimate questions about the Department of Justice as, quote, an attack on an institution that is essential to American democracy and essential to the safety of the American people, end quote. And if you remember, we covered that last, I believe it was on Friday when yep. he said that. Yep. Yep. Um, Corinne Jean-Pierre, National Security Council spokesman John Kirby, they're not accustomed to probing questions. Oui, oui. And he clearly doesn't like answering them. It will nonetheless be difficult to avoid additional queries from a press corps that has been now let off its leash. So this is just to your point, Delgado. Yeah. There's blood in the water. Yeah. Right? And it keeps coming a little quicker and quicker every day, every week, the more we find out. Yeah. And again, this burner phone has got to be uh, on the target in the scope of the GOP. And that's got to be what they go after next. We'll find out who Whoa. Joe was who Joe was really talking to. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, I got that oh, on my goodness. a half a note. Wow. <laughs> that's my cell phone. Wow. What are you about? That's my cell phone ring. I Crank it up, Harry. Come on, Harry. <laughs> You're really good at the drums. I love this, man. Live from Studio 6B, 13th of the hour, on a Monday Whoa. night. Harry's on fire! Yeah, Harry's Harry on the highway, spinning fire. them tunes. It's like he's at the local Holiday Inn, just jamming. If we could have had, um, if we could have had the cameras rolling during the break, <laughs> as Prince went out. To, um, oh man! And Slick just took it right, right through the commercial break. Oh almost. my goodness! It was. It was insane. That's a crazy town for tomorrow right there. I would have been done for crazy town. It's a let's go crazy town. Yeah. <laughs> He's really good at playing the drums. It was almost it was almost like watching a real drummer. So listen to this story, Slick. I, I mean, I had to read this a couple times to even decide if I thought it was real. But it's, it's written by Rich Lowry, and it's entitled Strippers. <laughs> this sounds like one of my stories. Stunned. <laughs> After wild joint visit by Hunter Biden and Ja Moran. Oh, geez. Stop. The dancers at Pandora's Gentleman's Club and Fine Dining say they've seen everything. 
But nothing can compare to when the entourages of President Biden's controversial son, Hunter Biden, and Memphis Grizzlies basketball star, John Moran, rolled in Friday night. Quote, it's a miracle someone wasn't shot, end quote, marveled a (laughs) private security guard who said he hadn't seen so many firearms since he deployed in the first Gulf War. It was scary, said Jasmine, who asked to be identified only by her stage name. They pointed guns at dancers and at each other and kept taking selfies together. You gotta be kidding me. I swear to God. This can't be real. Where are you getting this from? National Review from Rich Lowry. Staff at Pandora's, which has developed a reputation as one of the hottest clubs on the East Coast, says Biden and Morant arrived together shortly before 10 p.m. and then closed the place down at 2.30 a.m. By the end of the night, the dancers said they were stunned and shaken at the repeated brandishing of weapons. According to multiple sources, Biden gave one dancer... (laughs) It just can't be real. This just can't be real. <laughs> nah. Biden gave one dancer a Wilson Combat Tactical Super Grade EDC X9 to take home in lieu of a tip. <laughs> Who did? Yeah, okay. A source close to Biden said the president's son had admired Morant from afar ever since he had viewed the viral Instagram video of the star flashing a gun <laughs> at a Denver area strip club. Come it took on, a while for him actually on. to reach out, according to the source, because Biden needed the heat to cool down, unquote. When Biden got his deal and Morant only got a 25-game suspension, he continued, it seemed like a great time to get together and celebrate. Atlanta was an easily accessible meeting point. And, of course, they both know the reputation of Pandora's. Asked about the firearms, the source commented, I don't know what it is about guns and girls that these guys like, but it's almost like they've never... um, (laughs) I can't even read some of this. Uh, So I don't know what to make of this story. This is Rich Lowry in National Review. This sounds fake. I know it does. Reached for comment, the White House said that President Biden is proud of his son and he's been held to account for his mistakes. So this that is, sounds fake too. This has got to be. Uh, <laughs> there's something about this story I'm not missing. So either they got either NR got hacked or something. But I'm going to share this on social media. I got to find that because it, it, it just it it's. I'm befuddled. I, I, I had to read it three. I had I read it twice to see if there was something I'm missing. If there was something at the end that said this is for uh, so you know. What- so what you're from saying the Babylon B or from right. The, what you're saying is that the, the video we've seen, or if you've seen it out there, I don't think we played it of John Moran dancing with a gun like this and yeah. Joe, uh, Hunter Biden walking around naked with a gun. These two guys decide <laughs> to hang out in a strip club with their guns. This is yesterday. This was printed yesterday in national review. And there's nothing that tells me that this is uh, it's not Babylon B. There's nothing that says it's, Nothing. It's, it's written by Rich Lowry. It's in National Review. And I, I haven't seen anyone talk about it. And I saw it today and thought, that, well, this, is, this, can't be, this can't be real. The, the part that I thought for sure, I, I think the first time I read it, I shut it off after I read that he gave her a gun instead of a tip. <laughs> I said, okay, now this, this is, someone's pulling my leg here. And then I went back to it to read it again. That has got to be the craziest story I've ever heard. A number of friends and advisors of Morant's who asked for anonymity to speak frankly said they are disappointed over the escapade. We were all hoping he'd make better choices 
and keep better company after the last debacle, explained one. And now he gets mixed up with Hunter Biden. He could lose the whole season over this. <laughs> why is why is John Moran hanging out with Hunter Biden? That's the craziest part of uh, this whole thing. I just posted it on both Getter Twitter. You can go read it for yourself. And you tell me if I'm missing something here. I mean, it's, there's no disclaimer. There's no nothing from Rich Lowry that says that this is uh, satire. Nothing. Nothing. You know what? I, I, I'm, you know, so, I'm I'm usually right there with you with some of these. I believe in aliens. I believe. You know what? There could be a Bigfoot. Nobody can prove. Nobody can disprove it. Um, uh, but John Morant and, and 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 Hunter Biden hanging out in a strip club with guns, tipping hooker. I mean strippers with, with guns. Biden gave one dancer a Wilson Combat Tactical Super Grade EDC X9 yeah. to take home in lieu of a tip. It, so, it sounds yeah. more like he a, gave her a ED, sex, right. yeah, yeah, sexual okay. transmitted disease. <laughs> Come on, as opposed to a Come gun. On. What the heck? All right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Big D's and nuts. I'm telling you, I'm not nuts. <laughs> you can go see it for yourself. It's on Getter now. It's on Twitter at LFS6B. You should follow us on all our social. See, this is a reason to follow us on social media. <laughs> yeah, sure. Because I'm the only one who's probably <laughs> right. reposted this article. Even I didn't find this story. Yeah, that's insane. So if you find something that tells, it says that that this maybe there's something missing. Maybe the disclaimer's not here. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's there. You can go read it for yourself. <laughs> Are the? Let me ask you it's this. It's presented as real news. Uh, is there a comment section on this article at the bottom? Like, are people commenting on it or they don't allow that? You got to log. Oh, no, I'm, I'm logged in. So, no, there's no comments. Oh, because I would love to see comments on this. Yeah. Well, there you go. You can all go right. read it for yourself. So, all right, let's do a little more news with Rick Delgado. News is brought to you by Early Treatment Meds. What's going on? Uh, I don't know. Hunter Biden Besides and, uh, that. and John Morant. Are... I mean, with Hunter Biden and John Morant, I mean, it's not like this story is, I mean, they're, I mean, Kind of describes what both their lives seem like they're like, so they just yeah. kind of came together. It could be. Right? Is this like the left Twix and the right Twix getting together? Well, I don't understand it. It makes no sense. I'm just telling uh, Listen, I read, you decide. All right. Thank you. Um, here's something you may have heard of. Uh, congression, uh, congestion pricing gets the final okay from the feds to move forward in New York state. That's right. The federal government granted final approval to the MTA, the Metropolitan Transportation Authority, to their congestion pricing program earlier today. The final step needed to create, check this out, the nation's first system of congestion pricing, including what tolls to charge and which drivers will receive exemptions. Talk about a problem. The MTA is yet to set the exact amount of the toll, but has signaled it will range between 9 to $23 a day to drive a car into the central business district of Manhattan in New York City. The agency is considered, uh, considering major discounts for drivers who come in overnight and lower-income commuters. Okay, you're going to run into a problem right there without easy access to frequent transit service. Congestion pricing will reduce traffic, they say, in our crowded downtown, improve air quality, and provide critical resources to the M- MTA, says Governor Kathy Hochul. Critical resources meant as money. I'm a I am proud of the thorough environmental assessment process we conducted, including responding to thousands of comments from community members across the region. All right, Rich Lowry, the next day, I posted satire on the homepage this weekend, which in a symptom of our (laughs) times has people thinking that maybe Hunter Biden and John Moran really have become buds. (laughs) It is, for the record, all a joke. 
Got to be. Well, there you go. Come All right, but congestion wow. pricing in New York is not. He posted it the next day. That's amazing that he didn't. He didn't. Uh, like have a little disclaimer at the bottom yeah, or something. Ja ja ja. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Our live from Studio 6B, Hour 2, coming up. Slick Rick. from Studio 6B, Hour 2 on a Monday, La Real America's Voice. Glad you're in. Slick Rick's doing sports. Rick Delgado's doing the news. Harry on the highway spinning the tunes. Aaron holding it down on the big board. Glad you're in on a Monday night. Lots to do in Hour 2. Crazy town coming up. Sports, news, lots to get to. I'm going to start tipping with tactical uh, super great <laughs> weapons when I go to places now instead. So, uh, hey, you know what? And, you know, you really insult them. Just throw them a box of shells. That's all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, a bag yeah, of shells. Just a box of yeah. shells. There you shell. go. Um, lots to get to in Hour 2. So let's get to what I first talked about here in the opening of the show, and that is the full court press is on to put the final nail in the coffin of um, Donald Trump. And as I told you, we're already seeing games being played by the special counsel. Brings this case. By the way, if you remember, I brought you Will Scharf last week in the Federalist, six reasons why this case is flawed. He was on last night with Levin on Fox, on his Fox show, Life, Liberty, and Levin. Now, that guy is excellent. I'll tell you, uh, Sharp. Well, oh. both, yeah, but no, the Sharp. <laughs> uh, he's running for attorney general, I believe, somewhere. And uh, he is really good. And he breaks it down. I mean, you want to talk about knowledgeable of all the problems with this. And um, combine that with the judge who seems solid. And, of course, that's why she's under full-scale attack, of course. Because seemingly she will rule appropriately in this case and follow the Constitution. And she's already ruled uh, against the government for the first time. But now Jack Smith wants to uh, move the case to December after asking for a speedy trial. Um, one of the things you have to, you have to wonder is why, why couldn't... Uh, is there any way for the judge to delay the trial till after the election, which is when this should have been brought, if it was ever... Not, not that it should have been brought at all, but... Of course, they didn't want to do that, but obviously uh, they're, not, they're not set on August because now he wants the trial moved to December. And he puts, through, he puts for courts a motion that says that he doesn't want the defendant to be able to see what classified information they're actually talking about here in, this, in their charge. The former president of the United States. It's not a, it's not a trial against um, Osama bin Laden or someone who obviously could exploit something that they see as a defense. I mean, we're talking about the former president of the United States, who you're going to try to argue in his mindset and his intent 
um, in that he thought he purposefully he was going to hold these documents and cause harm to the U.S.? Right, that he was going to sell them. So I can't imagine the judge is even going to give that a, 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 a sniff of uh, legitimacy. And it'll be interesting to see what she does on the date. I guess possibly she could give in on the date, maybe for whatever reasoning to move it. But I mean, you bring the case and then you, then she sets the date for a speedy trial. And all of a sudden now it's not, it's too speedy. No, well, from, we want to move it to December. Well, from what I understand, that's a, that's a basic tactic. Both, both sides usually request uh, delay because usually, because, uh, from what I understand, and this is something I've heard other people talk about, they have to make a motion for a speedy, for a trial date within, I think, 70 days of of the indictment so well, they Florida there's it. a law too I think too right. there's like a so they have to do it by a certain amount of time and then of course once they do that then then they sit back and be like well that's not enough time for either side so they set another date and then of course that date quickly approaches and they go ah eh, we're going to need another date and they'll just keep pushing it off yep so CNN today exclusive special counsel trades immunity for fake elector testimony as January 6th probe heats up. Special counsel Jack Smith has compelled, interesting word compelled, strong-armed would be more appropriate, uh, has compelled at least two Republican fake electors. Now, <laughs> fake electors meaning what? What is, how do you define – there's no such thing as a fake electors. Those electors were sent from well, the state. I think he's talking about the alternate. There's, n there's nothing fake about the alternates. Oh, I know. You know, you see these Democrats jump up in all of these videos from 2016. I oppose when Biden's up there reigning as the, the president of the Senate, as the VP. Do, well, do you have somebody to sign off from the no, – no. What do you think they're doing? They're opposing the electors. That's what they're doing. We, we've went through all these scenarios leading up to the 2020 election on what electors, the situation on given the electors and the different set of electors that could be sent to Congress. Just because the electors come out of the state doesn't mean anything. Congress has to accept them. Then it goes to the archivist. There's a whole process here. The fact that a dual set of electors came from, I think Nevada is the place in question. They're not, they're not fake electors. They're not fake electors at all. There's nothing unconstitutional about those electors being sent to Congress. And until Congress acts and the vice president oversees that, and Mike Pence that day had a decision to make, and he claims he made the decision that he thought since, quite frankly, the, the role of the vice president on that day is um, gray area at best on what his role is or what his power is, he made the decision that he couldn't do anything. And that was it. And if he had made the decision that he thought he could do something, then that would have been it. But there's certainly nothing unconstitutional about a dual set of electors coming to Congress from a state. Jack Smith using a grand jury in Washington 
has compelled at least two Republican fake electors, they call it, to testify to a federal grand jury in Washington in recent weeks by giving them limited immunity, part of a current push by federal prosecutors to swiftly nail down evidence in the sprawling criminal investigation into efforts to overturn the 2020 election. The testimony described to CNN by people familiar with the situation, that means leaked to CNN, comes after a year of relative dormancy around the fake electors portion of the investigation. It's just so crazy. As a parade of related witnesses are being told to appear before the grand jury with no chance for delay. That activity could signal that investigators are nearing at least some charging decision in part of the 2020 election probe sources added. It also comes just as the special counsel's office filed charges against former President Donald Trump for his handling of classified documents. Prosecutors initially obtained documents and interviews last spring from many of the Republicans who signed false certificates. They're not... Here we go again. They're not false certificates. And none of this again, is unconstitutional or false or in any way anything until Congress accepts or doesn't accept and then gets, it gets sent to the archivist. Asserting they were the rightful electors for Trump and seven... Well, who says they're the rightful electors? You know, if you think back to 2020, we went through all of these scenarios... To think that this, is, that this somehow could be criminalized when this is not the first time there's been dual set of electors sent to Congress for consideration. It's not too dissimilar to what is going on with Trump in the Jack Smith case now. We've never seen these kind of things criminalized before, but this is, this is what I'm talking about. This is the full court press. This is the Democrat strong arm this is the mob boss mentality from the top down, from Garland to um, Biden, Obama, uh, Monaco, all of them up there. Down through Jack Smith, who's tied into all of them, of course. And criminalizing things we've never seen criminalized before. I mean, in this one... I mean, I don't know. This one might even be worse than, the, than that one, than the one that we're currently watching. Because there is nothing unconstitutional about this. Two set of electors. So what? If it's two set of electors. That doesn't make one of them fake or false or criminal somehow. Prosecutors have played hardball. Well, of course they have. With some of the witnesses in recent weeks. It's just, uh, does that sound familiar, by the way? <laughs> oh, you worked at Mar-a-Lago over the last couple, uh, last year. You know what that's like. Because it's, a, it's a, does, this, does the playbook sound familiar? Refusing to grant extensions to grand jury subpoenas for testimony and demanding they comply before the end of the month, sources said. In situations where prosecutors have given witnesses immunity, the special counsel's office arrived at the courthouse in Washington ready to compel their testimony. You tell us or else is basically what they mean. After the witness indicated they would decline to answer questions under their Fifth Amendment right. So piercing attorney-client privilege, that's on the table now. 
strong arming and compelling testimony with the threat of um with the threat of going to jail that's that's on the table now everything is on the table for these people criminalizing things that aren't criminal that are constitutional like in this case but this is the game plan it's it is whatever it takes and it's um it's sickening quite frankly yeah well, you know what? I think we know this about the uh, the Democrats, right? It's all about power. Yep. It's all about, you know what? Um, rule of law be damned is a means to an end. And they, they're determined to get to the end that they want. It doesn't matter who they hurt, what they do, how much they cheat, how much they steal, how, who has to go to jail for it, who they have to run into the ground, who they, who they have to destroy to get what they want. It's just, and you're seeing it happen to the Supreme Court as well. The the full court press on Alito and uh, and uh, oh, what's why does his name escape me? Kavanaugh, Alito, Thomas. Keep Who? going. Yes, Justice Thomas. Uh, ab- about you know about oh well, that there need to be ethics violations filed. There need to be there need to be things done. You know, this is coming from Nancy Pelosi. Who made tens of millions of dollars magically outperforming just about every every professional stock picker in the world? Nancy Pelosi making this charge against Supreme Court justices. But hey, this this is the world we live in, where you know what? Truth be damned, they don't care. They don't care about you. They think you're stupid, and they think nobody's going to do anything about it. And, and they're starting to find out as Joe Biden is. People are starting to find out, and people are sick of it, and we're going to start doing something about it. And even if it's just exposing more and more and more till they can't stop it anymore, till people are pointing at them, until they can't walk down the street, that will be enough to take from them. Just take it all, because they can't live, they can't live any other way. They want power. They want to be loved, and nobody likes them. All right, news and sports coming up when we get back live from Studio 6B on a Monday. Glad you're part of the show. Make sure you visit us at livefromstudio6b.com. Sign up to be a member. Shoots up through the stony ground. There's no room. No space to rent in this town. You're out of luck. And the reason that you had to care Traffic is stuck. All right, 17 past the hour live from Studio 6B. Well, here we go. As I said, games being played already by the special counsel. Breaking now, seven minutes ago, Jack Smith and the DOJ just leaked. The Trump audio tape to CNN. Here we go. This is what the DOJ thinks is, I'm reading from Citizens Free Press on Twitter. This is what the DOJ thinks is their smoking gun. Trump responded last week and said he did not show secret documents. Um, I have not previewed this, so I don't know if there's anything in here that can't go to air. You know what, let's. Let's do sports and news. I'll listen to it in the commercial break, and then we'll play it at um, 930. 
This is the recording that supposedly when he's talking about the documents, I could have classified these when I was pre- that that right. that deal. Yep. All right, so we'll play it. At, we'll play it if you can wait twelve minutes. We'll play it at nine thirty. Let me preview it. Make sure there's nothing that can't go to air. Um, in the meantime, let's do sports, and then we'll do news, and then we'll do that. Uh, first, we'll do sports. Sports is brought to you by our friend Mike Lindell and my pillow. Use our code LFS6B. Saves you ten to sixty percent off most items. Uh, saves you great stuff. Saves you just a great savings over at Lindell. He's got great stuff over there. Use our code LFS6B at checkout. And right now, for another seven days, if you do use it this week, send us your receipt that you get in your email from Mike that says review your order. If you click on that, it shows your order, your promo code, your shipping address, gives us everything. Forward that to us. Pick something out from our store and say, here's my email. Here's my receipt, Big D. I want a Slick Rick sports shirt in gray, large, and we'll send it to you absolutely free. Uh, No, Harry, you can't partake. (laughs) Uh, Slick Rick, what's going on in sports? Feels like the price is right over here. Hey, Big D, here we go to the rodeo. Monday night rodeo recap. I give it to you every time. We got the Greeley Stampede, Greeley, Colorado, Island Grove Arena for those that made it over the weekend. And here we go, Big D, bareback riding. And this actually rolls from the 24th through the 29th. So we had a couple of more nights of rodeo, which is always great when we get midweek rodeo. That's what the summers are all about, right? Bareback riding, first round leader. We got a tie. Taylor Broussard on Butler and Sun Rodeo. Bell Star and Jess Pope on Butler and Son Rodeo's Homecoming 87 points each. Steer Wrestling second round. Brandon Harrison three and a half seconds. That's a nice score there. Team Roping second round leaders Tyler Wade and Wesley Thorpe. Four seconds flat. Another great score. Saddle Bronk. Uh, we have a tie again. Ira Dickinson on Butler and Son Rodeo's Holy Water and Lefty Marvel Holman on Butler and Son Rodeo's State Side. 84 points each. Tie down second round. Ty Harris 7.37 Seconds. I love when they have these Tyrone ties in the tie and roping events. Great names. Battle racing. Second round leader, Christy Larson, 17.8 tenths of a second. And bull riding. First round leader, the great Josh Frost, 85 and a half points on Butler and Sun Rodeo's Iron Man. And $447,534 payout on that rodeo. Hey, speaking of rodeos, let's go to Florida, LSU, Omaha, Nebraska, Men's College World Series Game 3. There was a hoedown last night, and Florida's looking to sum up some of those 24 runs because they've only scored two tonight. You know what they say? I think uh, LSU, they were playing Taylor Swift's Shake It Off in the locker room before the game, and they sure did. They're up 10-2, top of the six. Don't want to jinx those Tigers. But uh, they look like they're in pretty good shape unless uh, Florida could summon up some offense and tie that score. Looks like LSU is going to wrestle those Gators and have those jello shots on the way home all the way down to Louisiana. So 10-2, Big D. College World Series Game 3. We may crown a championship. Yeah, possibly before we get off the air. Major League Baseball, just a couple of games in action tonight. Orioles over the Reds 2-1, still in a rain delay there. The Brewers have just taken the lead over the Mets. What else is new? 2-1, bottom of the 7th. Braves lead the Twins 4-1 Four to one, top of the eighth. Uh, four, Tigers four to one over the Rangers down in Arlington, and uh, White Sox, Angels, National Mariners tipping off in about twenty minutes. Get to a couple of stories here. Here we go. Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg tease unlikely cage match as pundits argue if it's all a bluff. Big D. This is Lucas Nolan of Breitbart. We reported this last week about this whole Zucker Musk match here, but I don't think it's going to happen. Silicon. 
Silicon Valley. Well, Johnson. Dana White was yeah, a Dana lot. Did you story. see him? Yeah, well, he's in the story. I got him. Okay. Yeah, bringing him in. What'd you say? Yeah, big Dana White. He had he no. Was, he had the shirt on. Yeah, well, we'll see. Silicon Valley giants Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg have been teasing the possibility of a cage fight, sparking a frenzy in both the tech and sports worlds. The Wall Street Journal reports that the possibility of a cage match has been teased by the giants. Uh, The uh, idea that Musk and Zuckerberg, two of the richest people on the planet, might engage in a cage fight seems to be the most recent twist in a world where the unexpected has become, well, the norm. (laughs) As ridiculous as it may sound, a series of playful interactions between the two on social media have stoked the idea. Yeah. I'm up for a cage match if he is. Must tweeted recently. Of course, we talked about the tweets already, but as Big D mentioned, UFC promoter Dana White, known for his flair for the dramatic, announced that a Zuckerberg Musk fight would be the biggest fight ever in the history of the world. Although it may seem absurd in the world of combat sports, no proposal is too ridiculous to be taken into consideration if the money is right. They could probably raise enough money to put a dent in world hunger, Big D, but this one on a pay per view. Yeah. But uh, uncertainty surrounds the reasons for such a fight, though, as two of the richest people on the planet. Musk and Zuckerberg are unlikely to be persuaded by a giant purse. There has been speculation that the match could be used to raise money for charity, like I said, which may appeal to more, more, more to the two billionaires. The two do, however, have a historic conflict with Zuckerberg most recently announcing plans to build a Twitter competitor. But, uh, you know, the whole long and short of it is, despite the hype, the actual fight might not be all that exciting if given time to train with top-tier specialists. The result, that resulting ma- match will still resemble two rich dads slowly grappling on the deck of a super yacht for the bottle of sparkling Voss rather than a professional <laughs> yeah. sporting event according to the that's Wall Street a, That's Journal. a good description actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with a great Marvin Agler, he said well, he had once said, it's tough to get out of bed to do road work at 5am when you've been sleeping in silk pajamas. I love that line by the great uh, marvelous Marvin Hagler. So uh, anyway, Big D, I got one more story if you want or we could roll it back to you guys. No, go ahead. Okay, let's go. Bill Safety Jordan Poya cancels charity event at Trump Golf Course due to backlash. Yeah, what do you know. Paul Boy of Breitbart, the NFL's Jordan Poyer, strong safety for the Buffalo Bills, has now canceled his charity golf event in the face of a backlash over being helped at Trump National Doral in Florida. The Jordan Poyer Celebrity Tournament had been scheduled for July 10th and aimed to raise money for the ECMC Foundation, a nationally focused foundation uh, to improve uh, higher education for career success among underserved populations through evidence-based innovation, according to its website. In a statement on Saturday, the management firm Avalon Sports, which represents Poyer, said that the event had to be canceled due to a backlash. We would like to inform the general public and media outlets that the Jordan Poyer Celebrity Tournament scheduled to take place on July 10th has been rescheduled for next year. The tournament is a charitable initiative, which we just said about. Avalon noted that the golf course uh, where the event had been scheduled also hosted Tiger Woods when he won the Doral Open two years in a row back in 2005 and six. Unfortunately, we were sadly surprised by negative comments by some individuals to make this a political battle and continue to divide our community, the statement added. We condemn any type of violence and stand by Jordan as he continues to work to make a positive impact and uh, be a role for our community. So, of course, the cancel culture came out big day with their evil swords and uh, tanks and what have you. And uh, Poyer obviously uh, ended with a call for unity. I believe in the universal law that the energy you put out is the energy you get back. And we're not doing that right now. He said, all we do is fight with each other all day, fight each other about politics, religion, race. Uh, The issues come up uh, are the issues that we create it blows my mind that we sit here in america today with these issues he concluded so that's uh, unfortunate right? all because they want to have it at a great golf course by the way as you know one of the better courses in the country can't bend, the, can't bend the knee to the woke mob my friend Enough. you're gonna find out well, 
enough. If you think doing this is going to get you back in their good graces, you're going to find out quickly that that's never going to happen. It'll spit you up and shoot so you So you should have just kept it and, and rolled with your uh, gut instinct because usually that's right. Yep, that's a wrap, Big D. All right, it's look very good. I want to shout out a friend of the show, Dave Higgins, who wrote to me through the website. He signed up as a member, and he said, I really love the show, and I want to get a shout-out. Well, there you go. U.S. Navy retired. Thank you for your service very much. And thank you for watching the show. Um, And if you're signing up at the website tonight, make sure you sign up before the show's over because when after we get off tonight, there may be a coupon going out for uh, more percentage off than we've ever done at the store. So uh, make sure you sign up as a member. It's absolutely free. Live from Studio6B.com. Just put your email in, sign up, name, and you're in. Boom. Tonight and every night going forward, you'll get the emails. One of them might have a good coupon in it. the blues on a Monday night, which can only mean one thing. Means I'm going to talk to you about our friends at Birch Gold. And you know Birch Gold, you know Congress once again has allowed itself to be pushed into appeasing the administration and raising, of course, the debt ceiling for like the 79th time, paving the way for continued reckless spending and further devaluation of the dollar. As our national debt continues to skyrocket, how are you protecting your savings? As as I've told you a million times, it's like a big ice cube in your garage. Government keeps turning up the heat and it's slowly melting away. You're being punished for saving. Times like these are a great reminder to diversify a portion of your savings into gold. And you can do that with our friends and the help of Birch Gold. Here's the easiest way to do it. Birch Gold can help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. And you don't pay a penny out of pocket. You know, we've talked about the BRICS. That's Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. They're going to band together against the dollar. You're seeing it more and more. More central banks are diversifying. Janet Yellen has much said so the other day. You know what they're buying, though, most of these places? They're buying gold. You should follow their lead. Text America to 989898 for your free information kit on gold. There's absolutely no obligation. It's just information. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Thousands of satisfied customers. Birch Gold can help you and help you protect your savings as well. Text America to 989898. Text the word America to 989898. Do it. Take action today. All right, 32 past the hour, live from Studio 6B on a Monday. So, uh... Citizens Free Press, 22 minutes ago, Jack Smith and the DOJ just leaked the Trump audio tape to CNN. This is what the (laughs) DOJ thinks is their smoking gun. Trump responded last week and said he did not show secret documents. Here is the tape. You'll hear President Trump and you'll hear uh, some woman who's sitting there and I don't know who it is. I try to make out the voice. Uh, But I don't know who the woman's voice is. Uh, Maybe we could find out while we're listening. But here's the tape that we've all heard about. 
I'm waiting to hear. Here it is. These are bad, sick people. That, but, that was your coup, you know, against you. That's well, it started the, right at the like beginning. Like when Millie's talking about, oh, you were going to try to do a coup. No, they, they were trying right. to do that before you even were sworn in. That's right. Trying right. to overthrow your election. Well, with Millie, uh, let me see that. I'll, I'll show you an example. He said that I wanted to attack Iran. Isn't it amazing? I have a big pile of papers. This thing just came up. Look. This was him. They presented me this. This is off the record, but they presented me this. This was him. This was the Defense Department and him. Wow. We looked at some. This was him. This wasn't done by me. This was him. Yeah. All sorts of stuff. It's pages long. Look. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I just found, isn't that amazing? This totally wins my case, you know. Mm -hmm. Except it is like highly confidential, yeah. secret. <laughs> this is secret information. But look, look at this. You attack and. Hillary would print that out all the time, you know. <laughs> send it, email. No, she'd send it to yeah. Anthony Weiner. Yeah, yeah. The pervert. Um, by the way, isn't that incredible? Though? Yeah. I was just saying, because we were talking about it. <laughs> And you know, he said he wanted to attack Iran and what? Yes, he said you the did. It's pretty, oh, this was done by the military, given to me. Uh, I think we can probably, right? I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. Yeah, we'll have to try to figure out a. a yeah. See, as president, I could have declassified. Yeah. It. Now I can't. You know, but this is. Yeah. Now, now we have a problem. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. It's so yeah. cool. Yeah. I mean, it's so. I'm look. We here and I have. And you probably almost didn't believe me, but now you believe me. No, it's, I believe it's you. incredible, right? No, they, hey, bring they some, uh, bring some cokes in, please. Okay, there you go. There you go. So that's it. Uh, that's the recording of the thing we've heard all about. Of um, um I, I don't, I don't even know what, what, what are we supposed to think about that? I don't know. It's completely out of context because you don't know what he's talking about. The one thing that jumps out at you, though, right from the jump is that he says to whoever this this woman is, I'll show you an example. Let me see that. Obviously, she's holding something. So he's using that to describe, you know, the situation between him and Millie. So he's like, it's like, Slick Rick's got his paper that, Rick, let me have your paper for a second. Let me show you something. This is what Millie does. And that's kind of what he did. That's the way it sounds on the tape. I don't know if that's true or not. But when you hear it, and you can play it back again, you can just hear that in the first 10 seconds where he goes, I'll show you, show you an example. Let me see that. Obviously, this person is holding something. Rick, let me see that. Boom. So whatever it is, he's using this as an example. And Millie shows me this, and can you believe this? And uh, I don't know. That, that's what I take away from it. And that's the first part. And again, it jumps out at you because it seems like he's making reference to something that she already had in her hand. Maybe it was maybe something she had notes on. Yeah, I mean, I, it's hard. It's hard to make. I, I'm not sure what to make of it. It's hard to make anything of it. Uh, it just sounds like, I guess, from what I've read, the w one woman is there's two women there with him. One was the writer, mm -hmm. and I guess one is a staffer. Um, I mean, I don't. I I, I can't imagine how that could prove that he showed <laughs> them something. And, and you know what? 
Why the hell would they release it? It doesn't, quite frankly, sound like the papers ever left his hand. If you just listen right. to the rattling of uh, the papers and the proximity of the sound of the papers to the microphone, they don't sound like they get farther away. I mean, I, I mean that's just honestly what my ears listen to first. My thought is, why release this quote-unquote smoking gun? Why release it? It's not helping your case. Well, who leaked the tape? That's what, that's, what we, that's what we should know. Well, considering the DOJ has possession of this tape, right? You would think. I mean, it really doesn't tell us anything that we don't already know. That was the, They put the script in the, in the charging documents. So I'm not sure what to make of it. I think it's now, you know what? And I'll say this, I'll say it again. They know they have nothing. Let's see if we get some public opinion on our side. Oh my God, listen to him. He's waving it at her. Just like they described on the news, he's waving this piece of paper at her. Um, that, that must be it. Oh my goodness, it's all classified. And he's just, he's just throwing it about. You just hear it. Because that's, that's, the, way the, that's the way the people at the view are going to uh, describe this. That's the way the people on the mainstream media news are going to describe this. Meanwhile, they have no context. They don't see what is actually happening. I'm not sure know. you even need context, though, Rick. I mean, given the Presidential Records Act, what about that tape makes you believe that the president didn't have a right to have whatever he had there? There's nothing on there that tells me that any, anything right. about that. I don't know that you need context. So I'm not sure why this was leaked, quite frankly. I, it doesn't... It I doesn't... It. I, I think they got nothing. I think they know they have nothing. And I, know, yep. I think they know this is getting worse because they just got rejected. They tried to keep the witness list secret. So not only do they not want Trump to talk about the case, not see evidence, but he's not him and his attorneys are not allowed to talk to the witnesses. Uh, I, I thought we had Miss Mona Lisa Vito already to describe this. The prosecution has to give the defense everything they have a list of witnesses. You can talk to their witnesses. You can do you can see all their evidence because you have to prepare your case. We're living. This is banana republic stuff. Thankfully, the, uh, the judge, Aileen Cannon, rejected the motion. What's the audience? Uh, let's go to the chat if you guys are in the live chat. I don't have it in front of me in this second. I'm trying to look at some uh, feedback and see what else, who, what else is. What's the audience think of this tape? I mean, again, I, I don't see what this is, um, how this furthers the government's case, other than giving the media, like Rick said, the ability to go and over-dramatize it and, you know, have them oh, this is it, this is it, this is, I mean, it's clear as day, bah, bah, bah. of course, no, no uh, attention to the, to the Presidential Records Act and what that says. They'll just, they'll have this, you know, case closed, shut, lock them away, throw away the key. Did you hear the tape? That's what, that's what they're going to um, say. Right. Because, because what did you hear today? Oh, Biden's talking about selling state secrets. You're finding out there's more money that they've been involved with. Oh, and he had a secret phone. <laughs> Break glass. We need something on Trump. Quick, get it out there. And the other thing about this is you'd have to think. I would think the judge tonight is not a happy camper. No, definitely not. The, I mean, this is, a, you would think this risks really getting her quite upset. Dare I say, really piss her off. 
And she knows where this is coming from. And she knows it's not from Trump's side. While you have motions in front of her already, she's already ruled against you once, and then you leak this tonight <laughs> to CNN? The, the, what we've been told is the actual crux centerpiece of this whole thing? Smoking gun, this yeah. is it? This is what the media's been running with? CNN's breathlessly talking about it as if they, you know, captured... And that's the tape? What, don't, what about that is that we don't already know? Now, maybe that's what they're thinking. Well, there's nothing here that everybody doesn't already know. We put the transcript in the charging document. But, boy, if I'm the judge tonight and you're leaking her smoking, you're leaking the smoking gun to this case that you just asked for a three, four-month continuance, oh, it'll be interesting to see what we get from her. She's got a couple things in front of, them, front of her from the, from the government. I would think she's not a happy camper tonight. What's the audience think? <laughs> uh, let's see. It's all BS. Same old S. Cabal is corrupt. That's coming from like to fly. Doc I mean, Sue said uh, could even throw out the case. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's what they're trying to do. Maybe they know they got nothing. Let's just get rid of this and move on to uh, January 6th. Yep. Who knows? It's all distractions, according to Lou D. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm, not exactly, um, I'm not exactly sure what that tape shows us or tells us or should make us think. Those of us who can think uh, critically about this and don't already have him in a cell for the rest of his life, like most of the mainstream media. So we know what, you know, and maybe that's what, maybe the public opinion jury pool, maybe that's the idea here. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they think this is going to resonate different with people who are maybe not following every in and out of this whole thing. Maybe they think that's going to, again, I just, boy, I, I tell you. Nothing, Burger. I, I can't imagine the judge is a happy camper tonight. <clears throat> yep. Like, at all. All right, live from Studio 6B on a Monday. We'll continue to track the fallout or feedback off this tape being leaked tonight from the Department of Justice. We'll do some more sports and news and wrap it up for a Monday. Make sure you go to livefromstudio6b.com. Jump on over there. <laughs> might as well Trump. No, might as well Trump. Sign up. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Mark Knopfler, one of the most underrated great guitar players ever. Mark Knopfler yes. in Dire Straits. One of the most iconic opening riffs. Look at 
That ain't working. You get your show. I live from Studio 6B on a Monday. Thanks, Sarah. Slick Rick's doing sports. Let's do Crazy Town quickly so we can get some sports and news in here. Two hours is never enough. Uh, Crazy Town, Biden, Kamala Harris, and the gang got together to talk about internet. Slick Rick and Rick. Oh, internet service. This should be great. And uh, here's a little bit of how it went. Roll that. Can't wait to learn nothing. Joe. Well, I like the fact Joe Manchin's standing all this time. Yeah. He's a friend. He's a friend. Hi, Jojo. How are you, pal? Jojo. Did you lay all that cable? <laughs> She's a wonder woman. I was watching in the other room, but I didn't realize it. I didn't bring along all the cable. I you know, empty spools. <laughs> You're incredible. Thank you. What? And Shalonda Young was a jack of all trades sitting here at our Office of Management Budgets played a major role along with Mitch, Ron, Mitch Lander and our, on our, our infrastructure coordinator. This made me, I wonder if President Roosevelt felt a little like this as he talked about the electrification of our farmlands. I mean, think about it. I'm sure it. you were there. It's, this, it's almost similar. It's the biggest investment in high school ever. <laughs> think of the parents and students sitting outside of McDonald's or McDonald's, yes. outside your office oh, able to get on the internet there we go. in the parking lot just so the child can just go online the homework. homework. But, 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 these savings matters in homes like the one I grew up in. That's money you can go for groceries, for the electric bill, for other things, other necessities. Folks looking for an affordable internet band plan, just go to getinternet.gov. <laughs> it also includes suburban communities, even cities, neighborhoods, and uh, for other things, a lot of feature you think is automatic. Huh? For some, still have to use dial-up connections to get online. Sure, As they Beth do. wrote, this is the best thing that's happened in rural America since the Rural Electrification Act brought electricity <laughs> to farms in the 30s and 40s. And not the folks. wheels, folks. Here's the bottom line: folks. by investing in America, we are delivering results. As a lot of folks have tired of hearing me saying, "Where in God's name is it written that we can't be the leading manufacturer in the world again?" You're yell Where is that is. written? Yellows. Connecting everyone to America, in America, to affordable, reliable, high-speed internet. It's a bold goal, but we're a great nation. You know, we are all well on our way. <laughs> we're just going to have to keep it going. And as, as was mentioned earlier, just remember, it's never been a good idea to bet against America. Uh, yell at us. Let's remember who we are. Who are we? The United States of America. There's nothing beyond our capacity. God bless you all, and may God protect our truth. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Coming. Let's see the green man. Yeah, God take Let the world man. Jackie Heinrich said, "Did you lie about never talking to your son about his business dealings?" And Biden said, "No." <laughs> and it oh. kept walking. Oh man. oh, man. Oof. Another questionable ending. Not exactly God saved the queen, but God for, God bless our troops. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We're coming. Coming, man. <laughs> just, <laughs> what does that mean? Okay. Uh-huh. We're coming. That's, that's not up there with God saved the queen, obviously, but still another questionable ending here. It's <laughs> a new thing we're starting to get from him, which I kind of like. It gives us great material, so I hope he continues to do it. But man, oh man! So, oh, if you want to know what he's doing, he's coming. 
Oh, all right. We're coming, he said, Thank at you. the end. Okay. All right, let's do some <laughs> sports and news for you. Wrap it up. Slick Rick, what's going on? Here's what's coming, Big D. One more trip to the rodeo. We got to go three rodeos tonight. Not bad. West of the Picos Rodeo at the Buck Jackson Arena, Picos, Texas. Wrapped up over the weekend all around Cowboy Chet White's tie-down roping and team roping. Bareback winner, uh, Rocker Steiner, 98.5 points on Picket Pro Rodeo's Faded Night. Steel Wrestling, second-round winner there, Colt Honey and Cade Stat. In 4.7 seconds. Team roping. We have uh, Caleb Driggers and Junior Noguera, 5.1 seconds. Saddlebronk, Colby Wanchuk, 89 points on Peacock Rodeos. South Point Gambler, 39.20. Good win there. Tie down. Second round, Seth Hall, 9 seconds flat. Barrel racing. The winner was Ivy Hurst, 17.58 tenths, 39.36 for that young lady. Steve, Steve Roping, Rocky Patterson, 12.2 seconds. And uh, bull riding Dustin Boquette, 89 air points on Pete Car Rodeo's Whiskey on Ice. Total payout, $212,965. Let's just get one more look at that score. College World Series, game three for all the jello. I mean, all the marbles. Here we go. The uh, College World Series, LSU leads 11-3 to in the top of the eighth. Boy, Florida's going to need one heck of a win there, and I don't think they're going to get out of the swamp on this one. Looks like LSU's going to take the College World Championship to go along with the women's uh, NCAA Championship this year. Baseball, Reds and Orioles still in a delay at down in Baltimore, 2-1 to one there. Uh, Mets continue to trail the Braided. The Brewers, 2-1. to one. That's the middle of the ninth. Tigers over the Rangers, 4-2, top of the sixth. Bottom first, Angels, White Sox just underway. White Sox up one nothing. Nats and Marin is tied at one in the bottom of the first. Braves and Twins, 4-1 to one final, and uh, that's all we have in scores tonight. And a real quick story. Uh, well, basketball player who blamed COVID vax for heart condition dies of heart attack at 28. Dylan Gwynn of Breitbart, a Dominican professional basketball player named Oscar Cabrera Adamas, has died of cardiac arrest at the age of 28, according to reports. According to an Instagram post from Dominican sports journalist Hector Gomez, Adamas died while undergoing a stress test at Santa Domingo Health Facility. Adamas is believed to have suffered from myocarditis, a disease that erodes the heart's ability to pump blood. Following his death, several social media posts written by Adamas were found in which he said he developed myocarditis after receiving two coronavirus vaccine shots. And, you know, sorry, this poor young man, 28 years old, basketball player, right? International basketball player and uh, passed away from uh, a heart attack from this big day. Terrible, really bad news. So anyway, that's a wrap in sports big day. I know you got a little bit to get to. Throw my screen up, Aaron. So this this is one reason this was leaked for sure, because you're going to get you're going to get scum like this now all night long to run with it. This is uh, Weissman. He'll be on MSNBC probably tonight. All night long. Big picture, the former president endangered the security of the nation and its people, us. Sure. And he is on tape doing it cavalierly. This brings to real life Trump's seemingly fanciful claim <coughs> about his killing someone on Fifth Avenue and his followers not caring. This is what you're going to get. So that's one reason. So. Yeah. All right, uh, anything else in the news, Rick Delgado? Yeah, real quick, something that kind of caught my attention uh, since we played that tape, and one of the things mentioned, remember when Trump mentioned Anthony Weiner on the laptop, uh, on the audio that we heard, right? Uh, It turns out, and uh, Green KM, Kathy Green, put this out on Twitter, uh, President Trump mentioned the Anthony Weiner laptop tonight. Out of the 12 officers that viewed the contents of the file labeled insurance on that laptop, did you know that nine of them committed suicide? That's interesting. Wow. What a trend. Yeah. Interesting. Considering the connection to the Clintons. Hey, did you hear about this one? Ice Cube 
Uh, he's coming out, and he's determined to shake things up. The former NWA rap uh, group member and co-founder of Big 3 Basketball posted a video on his Twitter account Sunday taking aim at the gatekeepers, the NBA, and the mainstream media. He posted the video on the opening weekend of the Big Three, uh, their first games in the sixth year, he, and uh, he expressed disappointment that the Dan Lebetard show with Stu Gatz about how the Big Three was being covered. He said, some of you may not have realized I'm not part of the club, and a lot of you listening to me tonight right now, you're not part of the club either, the rapper said. And what I realize with the club is what makes them so mad is when you don't want to be a part of their club. It pisses them off. What club am I talking about? I'm talking about the club of the gatekeeper and we all got to deal with it. You know who they are, and they definitely know who they are. Yeah. So he's coming out, and he, he wants to get his message out there. He's willing to talk to anybody and everybody. So let's see if we can get him. Still waiting for his phone call from the Biden administration on that uh, contract yeah. with Black America. That's what he's waiting on. Keep waiting. Yep. All right, as always, we salute our military, active and active police, firefighters, first responders, EMTs, everybody on the front lines. Thanks, Harry, on the highway. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, guys, on the show. Most of all, they'll thank you, the live from Studio 6B audience. We'll see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. right here, Real America's Voice, live from Studio 6B. Crank it up, Bear. Oh,